Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Riley Breakfield Show. I am your host, Riley Breakfield. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. If you're watching on the YouTube like you should be, because that's the only reason I'm recording is for clips in YouTube. Finally got my fucking, um, I don't even know what it's called because I'm drawing a blank, but it holds my mic up so I don't have to hold it in my hands. So now I can talk more with my hands and I'm really excited about it. Let's get into today's show, wrap up the weekend. I had a horrible weekend when it came to gambling. Every pick that I seemed to have just did not seem to go my way. Very depressing. Very upsetting. I'm on the edge of the cliff right now. That's just where I'm at when it comes to gambling. I love it, but I hate it. So, currently watching the Raiders-Chiefs game right now. It's at halftime. Raiders are dominating the Chiefs. You love to see it. Fuck Patrick Mahomes. Fuck the Chiefs. That's all I got to say. Let's move into today's show. You know, it's just going to wrap up the weekend. Some thoughts that I have about the games. You know, just basic, simple shit like that. Let's hit it. Matt Rule was fired by the Panthers today. More than likely, he's going to be in college sooner rather than sooner rather than later. I mean, he turned Temple around. I think in his last two years there, he had two 10-win seasons. Then he t- helped turn Baylor around after that whole debacle that happened with Art Bryles and the, the rape allegations that Baylor had, all that all that nasty drama. Turned them around, got them back to a relevant program, and he went had won 11 games, I think, and went to the Sugar Bowl. So, guys definitely good at the college level. You know, there's some coaches where they just, they're not they're not meant to be at the pros. Nick Saban's the perfect example. Just wasn't a pro guy. It just happens. I think Matt Rule landed himself a job. I mean, his name was obviously floating around. Everyone knew he was going to get fired. I mean, when Nebraska fired Scott Frost, everyone had a feeling that Matt Rule was going to be a hot commodity. Because I think he is, a, I think he's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal collegiate coach. I don't think he can do in the NFL, and it's just everything's so different in the NFL compared to college. You know, there's so many different X factors, all, all sorts of stuff. But I, I think Matt Rule will fill one of those head coaching voids. Personally, for me, I'd love to see him go to Colorado. How cool would it be if he went to, like, a Colorado or an Arizona State and turned one of them programs around? I mean, he did it at Temple. He did it at Baylor. So why not somewhere else like that instead of going to Nebraska or Wisconsin or Auburn probably? You know, I think it would be really cool if he went to Colorado or Arizona State. That's my hope. That's my wish. But nothing ever seems to go the way that I want it to. So Both the teams that I picked to go to the World Series this year, the Mets and the Rays, both lost in the wild card over the weekend, so that was pretty cool. I'm just I'm just giving off dumpster fire takes right now. I'm giving out horrible picks. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. You'd think I was somebody that worked at ESPN the way I'm firing off this shit. But I don't know. I'm excited to watch the divisional series this this coming week. Um I feel like it's probably gonna be Braves Dodgers in the NLCS and probably Fucking Yankees and Astros. I'm just taking the favorites. You know, hopefully, since my last picks didn't work, hopefully these ones don't work in the same way. So that's just my thought process behind that. I'd love to see the Mariners win win it all this year, though. Awesome to see that they finally won a playoff series in God knows how long. So awesome to see that. I'm happy for the city of Seattle. There was a clip going around of some guys at a car dealership when the game was being played, and they came back and beat the Blue Jays, I believe is when it was. And they were all just jumping around in the car dealership. It was just really cool to see. You just you love for fan bases like that that don't get to experience winning all the time. Get those special moments. It's just you just love to see it, you know. Brian Robinson returned back for the commanders this this weekend. If you're not familiar, about six six weeks ago, about a month ago or so, he got shot in the leg twice over an assault, uh, Robert, a robbery, aggravated robbery assault or something like that. 
got shot twice. Quick recovery. He's back. It's awesome to see, but he came out to uh, 50 Cent's Many Men, which the story behind that song, if you don't know, 50 Cent released it because 50 Cent had the same type of shit happen to him. So it was just cool. It was an awesome clip to just see Brian Robinson running out and just the many men, many, 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 many men. I thought it was really cool. I was, I did tweet out on Twitter, though. I wish there would have been more of a crowd there because it would have been so much cooler if the crowd just erupted when he came through. But nonetheless, it still is awesome to see. A little movie talk because I love movies. I saw something that uh, they have a new Grinch movie coming out, but it's going to be a horror film. Love the idea. They did this, doing the same thing with uh, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. It looks twisted as that movie looks twisted as fuck. I'm into it. Call me what you want, but that shit just fucking fires me up. It gets me fucking rock hard. Not literal, but figuratively. I love I love horror movies. I love this different different twist on stuff like that. I think it should be cool. And the picture I saw of the Grinch movie it looked it looked absolutely terrifying. So can't wait to watch that. I hope it turns out to be a good one. Let's move into my thoughts and takeaways from this weekend's college football games. I mean, right off the fucking cuff, I don't know what Jimbo Fisher was thinking with that out route call right there at the goal line. I mean, I, I, I see how it works. I, I, I understand what his thought process was there. Part of it, I think it was on the receiver. I don't think that he got deep enough. It also looks like he had a pass interference possibility. But still, I, I don't know. I'm always for quick slants. Quick slants right across the middle. Nothing stops it. Nothing beats it. But. Texas looked good. Haynes King looked competent. I mean, they like I've, I've said it before. I've said it all year long. Everyone in college football looks beatable this year. I mean, I'm not wrong. I mean, they had a bunch of turnovers. Alabama just got lucky, and we'll see what happens with Tennessee coming into town next week for them. That should be that should be a hell of a game to watch. UCLA upsets Utah, and they just keep looking a lot better than everyone thought. They might be the second best team in the Pac-12. Definitely putting USC up at number one right now. Sooner or later, they'll, they'll play, so that'll be a hell of a game to watch. UCLA's just looking really good. Dorian Thompson-Robinson finally finally blossoming into what I think Bruins fans thought he could be all those years ago. So it's it's cool to see that for them. Chip Kelly's back. He'd love to see Chip Kelly back. I just wish they could get more fans down there in L.A. And but Tennessee beat the ever-living dog shit out of LSU, and it was just a catastrophe, an absolute catastrophe. Nothing seemed to go our way. The muff punt to start out the game, and then they score, and then we get the ball back. We go three and out, and we punt it down, and the special teams can't cover a punt to save their life. It just, it was just not a pretty sight. I mean, the offense didn't seem to get clicking. The ball wasn't moving around like it needs to be. The run game, we couldn't get the run game going. They had 55 yards on the ground. Tennessee's a juggernaut on offense. I mean, Hendon Hooker is a very old-ass college quarterback. Everyone knows that. I mean, the guy's older than I am, and I'm 23 years old, and technically I should have graduated college like last year, but I didn't even finish college because I had a problem with alcohol and drugs. But here I am trying to restart my life. That's beside the point. Hendon Hooker's just old, and it blows my mind. I, I think that's why he's lower on draft boards, though, is because of his age. I mean, it does affect, you know, everyone. The old fucking adage is that, you know, everyone prefers him younger. And it's a little fucked up, but that's just how it is. In sports terms, not in pedophilia. We don't condone pedophilia. Looking at you once again, Tom Hanks. South Carolina upset uh, Kentucky over the weekend, and Kentucky just didn't. The play calling was lacking. The offense wasn't moving like it should be. I mean, I get your backup quarterbacks in, but you shouldn't rely on your starting quarterback to be the lifeblood of your offense. If you have to have a game where your backup's in, you should be able to competently and effectively move the ball down the field 
and still be able to score points and not just be an absolute dumpster fire. Because South Carolina is not a good team. And to lose to South Carolina is a little bit ridiculous. Especially for where Kentucky wanted to be this year. Speaking of bad play calling, once again, looking at Florida State's Mike Norvell. I mean, you have the lead. Well, you don't have the lead, sorry, excuse me. You're down by two. 30-some seconds left. You're in field goal range. And you decide to run a fade route to a wide receiver when you just had to run the ball. You didn't even have to run the ball, just drain the clock and kick a field goal to win the game. I don't know how we lost to Florida State. Blows my mind. We are such a better team. We should have beat them by fucking a bazillion. But that cost Florida State the game. So, And I just watched that play where Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was on a little wheel route, it almost looked like, and Patrick Mahomes just dinked the ball off his head. Fucking, Come on, Clyde. Get your head in the game, brother. Texas is back with Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers makes them a top-five team in the country. I have no doubt in my mind they would have won that game against Alabama, but they absolutely rolled, rolled through Oklahoma and just made Oklahoma look disgusting. I mean, Oklahoma has a lot to figure out. A lot to figure out. I mean, their defense was always bad, but their offense was always there. Their offense is there, and their defense looks even worse than it was when Lincoln Riley was there. But shout out to my dad, Eric, big big Longhorn fan, so Texas is back. Let's go, baby. And I love Quinn Ewers. I think, I think next year there's going to be serious, serious chance that Texas makes the college football playoff. If Ewers stays fucking healthy, then again, it's like if he gets hurt, they're going to have Arch Manning as their quarterback too next year. Not everyone has that fucking luxury. So, Texas is an absolute wagon, and I wish Ewers wouldn't have got hurt. We'd be looking at a top-five team right now in the country in Texas. Think about that. If Ewers doesn't get hurt, they'd probably beat Bama. They'd probably beat the Texas Tech. Like, ugh, you hate to see it. The Washington Huskies, another upset on the weekend, um, somehow lost to Arizona State, a team that does not have a head coach since they fired theirs earlier in the season. So uh, they're a lot worse than we thought they were. And speaking of shit like that, Wisconsin absolutely destroyed Northwestern. Graham Mertz looked like he was the five-star that he was meant to be, that he was when he was getting recruited. Just absolutely ruled through Northwestern. Everything seemed to be working on the right. I feel like Wisconsin could easily turn that season around, and there's obviously been a lot of talk, some part of the reason why they did it. Keep Jim Leonard around. You know, they, they love the guy. He's been a pro, he was a big part of the program back in the day. And I don't know if you heard, Paul Chris just absolutely was not recruiting whatsoever in the past, like, eight. There's, like, an eight-month period where he wasn't recruiting whatsoever. So, Wisconsin might have, have their guy in Jim Leonard. I'd be very surprised they let him walk out the door. Unless they finish 500 to end up the season, I'd be very surprised if he wasn't the head coach coming into next year. Texas Tech-Oklahoma State was one hell of a game to watch. I mean, that's a game that uh, old Oklahoma State teams lose, and I think that Mike Gundy might have himself a squad this year. They have a legit chance to make a college football playoff. They have a big game this weekend coming up with TCU. I mean, the next weekend's slate is loaded. Six top 25 matchups. It's just going to be unreal. Two of them are top 10. I mean, you got Michigan and Penn State as well. But Joey McGuire, is, he's got something going on there. I mean, to take over this program, and they've won a couple big games, and they've been in damn near every game they've played end with like different quarterbacks in every single game. I mean, Texas Tech is going to be moving in the right direction sooner rather than later, I think. Jay McGuire seems like he's a hell of a coach. He coaches his ass off, and they had a real they had a chance to win that game. They kind of blew it down there at the end, but Oklahoma State was the better team at the end of the day, and I mean, I don't think anyone can deny that. And by far, the game of the week, TCU-Kansas. 
I mean, that game did not disappoint. The Jayhawks, with their backup quarterback, looked really, really, really good. That just shows you what Lance Leipold is building there. I, I hope he just sticks it out and stays around for a couple more years. He's building an absolute, absolute just juggernaut of a football team. They just look good. They're awesome. I mean, with your backup quarterback and you still almost have a chance to win the game, you can't ask for anything more. And see, like I was talking about with Kentucky, the reason why I love Lance Leipold is he did not scare away from the playbook. He still did all the same stuff with Jason Beam at quarterback. He didn't shy away. He didn't just run the ball. He didn't just try to win this, just try to sneak through and get his ass destroyed like they probably would have. No, he was still the same coach because that's how you should be. You should always have confidence in your guys. If you have confidence in your guys, it just makes them more confident. But it was just a good old weekend all around. I mean, we saw three new entries in the top 25. Texas is in there. Illinois is in there. They're 5-1. and 5-1, and one, yeah. James Madison enters the top 25, and they're 5-0. and oh, So that's awesome to see after just being at the FCS level. And it's horseshit that they can't play in a bowl game. I don't understand that real shit. They could even make the playoff to keep playing. Okay. They won't, but it's just cool to see something like that. You know, the crazy thing is, right now, as it stands, we could have a playoff. Think about this, college football fans. We could have a playoff with Syracuse, UCLA, Ole Miss, and TCU. All those teams are still undefeated. How fun of a playoff would that be? Probably won't happen. We all know that. There's the 10 team. There's the, I don't even five teams that sit atop that everyone... It's probably going to somehow find their way to make it in, but it would be cool if we could get those four teams in the playoffs or just anything different. Just that if we didn't have any of the teams that usually do make it, it would be really cool. But moving to the NFL, my thoughts, my thoughts and recaps of the weekend. Uh, Dayball and the Giants might be an absolute fucking problem. They beat the Packers, they just keep finding ways to win. I mean, you think about if Dayball can get uh, himself. Competent quarterback and a lot more weapons at wide receiver. What this offense could be, Giants can be a really scary team. I think they can make a push for the playoff. I mean, the NFC East is looking unreal right now. Cowboys just fresh off beating the Rams. I mean, they're looking good. They're also four and one. The Eagles improved to five and zero. Oh. The Commanders proved to one and four. But I mean, no one saw this coming. Everyone thought the Eagles were going to win this division easy because everyone's garbage. But no, they're just they're winning. I mean, I don't think they've played anyone in the division. I think they got a matchup with. the with the Cowboys coming up, so that'll that'll be a really good one to watch. But I love it. I was wrong about the Lions and Patriots game. Um, the Lions had absolutely zero offense, and they just sucked. And Bailey Zappi is a lot better than Mac Jones. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm sorry if you took the Lions money line pick. The Bills dominated the Steelers, and it's seeming like there's a real high possibility that Mike Tomlin could get pushed out the door and also not have his first winning season. I think there's a legit talk that's going to be had. If he doesn't if he doesn't hit 500 this year, there's a legit chance they just say, you know what, he had a good run, but and then he'll kind of just hang out for a couple years and then pop up as a head coach somewhere. I was listening to another podcast today, and not to steal any shine from them, but they were talking about how the Steelers have only ever had four head coaches in their entire career, or not career, history of their franchise. It's crazy. But... They're not a good team this year, so hopefully they can get that turned around, but hopefully not because if you're listening and talking to you, Peyton, and talking to you, AB, if you guys are listening, fuck this to theirs. I'm happy you guys suck. By far, the biggest news out of the weekend was the fact that uh, the roughing the passer call in the Falcons and Bucks game was an absolute travesty. 
they got to stop giving calls to that geriatric old man, man. Blows my mind. That was not roughing the passer whatsoever. But whatever. Also, there's talks Christian McCaffrey could be getting traded to the Bills possibly. I mean, it was a report that was denied, but Ballsack Sports tweeted it out, so I have to believe it's real. That's all I got to say. But that's my recap for the weekend. Now I'm going to move into my favorite segment. It's called Just My Thoughts. If you're new here, I just tell you what my thoughts about something is. Today, I'm talking about college football fans and how the fact that y'all need to fucking cool it when it comes to coaches. Gone through a couple arguments over the weekend about LSU's coaching staff and how Brian Kelly isn't going to work. All It's just, it takes a lot to change a culture. There's a difference between changing a coach because you're losing and you're, you're not where you should be. The culture that was at LSU was absolutely horrible, garbage, trash. It was awful. Everyone knew that. Edo won, and he's just like an old man, man. He was ready to retire. He did what he wanted to do. He brought something to the state of Louisiana, his home state, something he always wanted to do. He brought that national championship home. Not everyone's saving. Not everyone wants to keep going. Not everyone wants to chase more. He was content. He was happy. He let the program go down the drain. There's no reason the past two years we should have been 3-3 three and three or 6-6 six and six or whatever it was. We should always be a good program because we have that talent. But just because we bring in a new coach doesn't mean it's going to happen. There's a lot that needs to be changed. It's a whole new team. They're brought in tons of transfers, tons of freshmen starting. Your starting left tackle isn't playing. And Will Campbell's been a stud this year. That's going to impact the passing game. That's going to impact the running game. I just don't, I get, I get wanting to see success. I get that. But you can't expect fucking gold from a fucking trash can, I guess. I mean, we were a horrible program the past couple of years. And the fact that we're four and two right now is awesome. The fact we beat Mississippi State, who could arguably be one of the top 15 programs in the country. The fact that we barely lost to Florida State when our offense just, it just hasn't been there. And yes, some of it's coaching. Yes, some of it's the players. But give it time. One guy, I told him, I was like, yeah, five years. If five years, if we still have this shit, he's got to go. And he's like, five years? Yeah, fucking five years. We won a, Last time we won a national championship was 2011. We didn't win one until 2019. Before that, it was 2003 or 2004, whatever the technicality is. So you're going to... Tell me that in five years, if we're not to that top level, that we need to fire our coach? Yeah, fuck you. This goes for all college football fans. Take a fucking chill pill and have a little bit of faith. Sometimes I think college football fans think they can just pick up some prostitute off the street and turn her into a housewife. That's not how it works. You got to get the right people in there. You got to get the right, you got to find the right person. Brian Kelly is that right person. I have no doubt in my mind he's going to win his national championship. I have no doubt in my mind he might win his two or three. I have no doubt in my mind we're going to get back to where we should be. But it doesn't change overnight. And everyone needs to realize that. We're going to get better. We're going to get a whole hell of a lot better. It's just going to take some time. That's all it is. That's today's show. I love you. I appreciate you for sticking around. I appreciate you for listening. I hope that you uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. And if you know an LSU fan who's not me, send this podcast to him. Say, hey, listen to this and chill the fuck out. 
nonetheless, like, share, subscribe. I love y'all. Have a great week. Hope you have a happy Tuesday. May the odds forever be in your favor. And don't forget to not smoke. Don't, don't smoke meth, kids. That's what I meant to say. I love you. Goodbye. Your boy Titties is out.